Welcome to the Law of Love podcast, where we discuss spirituality, personal development, energetics, and so much more. My name is Andrea Alejandre, and I'm here to amplify love and assist you in your self-healing journey. I'm glad our souls meet again. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Law of Love. As always, this is your girl, Andrea, and I have such a beautiful soul with me today, Brittany. How are you doing today, my love? Welcome to The Law of Love. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you for having me. I'm doing amazing, and I'm just so excited to be in your energy. I can like already feel the energy and the vibe coming off of you and like so much love, so it's so amazing to be here. Thank you again. Oh, yay. I'm so happy to have you. I have been deep diving and stalking your Instagram and I love it. You are such a beautiful soul. Tell me about your journey, where you are right now, where you want to go. What do you do? Share the magic. Yeah. So my journey, I feel like it started, I mean, it's been a long journey, but in 2017, I feel like was when I started a little bit of the awakening process, just diving into health and wellness was where it really began for me. And through that, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be, which I feel like a lot of people know from a young age, well, I just never had had that. So I was working in a coffee shop and just, um, I saw everyone around me like, having these passions. And I was like, how the heck do does everyone like know what they want to do? They're like, so happy in their lives. And I was just like, I don't know, am I going to be here at a coffee shop forever? You know? Yeah. And life just slowly began to happen. And I joined um, a network marketing company selling essential oils. And that was like the first time that I just like put myself out there and began selling myself and began doing my own research and education. And it was really empowering for for me, even if I wasn't, you know, amazing at selling things. And I didn't have like a ton of money coming in for the first time. I was like, wow, I'm passionate about something like this is what it looks like to have passion to like spend your extra hours like working and it feels good and it feels empowering. So that was where it really started. And then once I began there, it was like this rabbit hole. I was like, okay, now how the heck do I sell on social media? I see everyone around me doing it in that world and they're crushing it. And I was like, okay, like I have to record myself. I have to get on camera. Um, And I just went for it and it it became so much fun for me. And like the marketing aspect actually like piqued my attention. And so when the oils were no longer fun for me, I kind of dropped that off. And I was like, I want to teach people how to like, sell online and show up online and show their face. Um, So then I started a Facebook group. I grew that and the same problem would kind of come up. Whereas I would start to see momentum, I would sabotage myself. Mm, Yeah. So what was it for you? Was it like, fear of being seen or feeling unworthy or like what specifically was triggering you that that wouldn't allow you to expand? I think it was. I And I think it still is like fear of success. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I did, I've done a lot of work around this and I was even shocked myself for this to come up. Um, but growing up, you know, when there was successful people, whether it was like 
immediate family or family, you know, uncles, aunts, you know, people further out in my circle, they seem to have judgment about people who were wealthy or people who had success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you start to take that on. You hear it and you're like, okay, well, I want to be loved. I want to be accepted. So yeah. if I have to stay small to stay loved and accepted, that's what you're going to do. And so, yeah, that was that was shocking to me was fear of success. Like, what if I become successful and my parents don't love me anymore? What if I become successful and my friends don't relate to me anymore? Yeah, yeah. What did you do to manage that anxiety around that or that fear? So how did you move from a place of I'm not going to show up and I can't show up into a place of I'm putting myself out there because I know I've got medicine to share? Yeah, it's been it's been like a roller coaster, but um, just leaning into my why I'm doing this and like my intention behind it and also kind of breaking apart that like fear of success and fear of, you know, being unloved and like shifting the message into when I become successful, I can help support my family. When I become successful, um, I can teach them how to also reach that success. You know, it's like, this is so much greater than myself. It's like, hey, we're going to the top and like everyone's coming with us. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, I love it. So I'm <laughs> sorry. I like interrupted your story. Um, you were, no, so you okay. built this Facebook group showing people how to show up online. At what point did that change? Because now you do like self, self-love and like empowerment coaching, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So as much as I love the marketing aspect of it, my spiritual journey has also been a huge part of all of this. Like I said, since 2017, um, I started diving into Kundalini in 2019. And oh my God, you can't yes. see it, but I'm like, I'm loving, loving all of this. <laughs> She's feeling it. She's feeling it. I know. And, and that's why there's so much to this story. It's like, how do I make it all wrapped up in a pretty bow? But that's okay. In 2019, the law of I... listeners don't expect pretty bows. They know. They <laughs> okay, know. Okay. It's a messy ride. But in 2019, I so 2017, I was working in a coffee shop. 2018, I got this opportunity to, opportunity to become a longshoreman. So I also worked down in the ports of Long Beach. And then 2019, um, we actually had no work for about a year. So I was now jobless. And when it comes to like having no work, you know, it could pick up at any time. So I was also in this place of like, I don't know if I should go get another job because tomorrow I might have work. Um, So 2019, I just leaned into practices. I leaned into Kundalini. I found a bunch of podcasts. Um, This is like 2019 was just such a deep dive for me. And um, I leaned into astrology. I learned about astrology. I started reading people's charts for fun in my family and making these little workbooks. And then end of 2019 was when I started working with a life coach. And that's when I was like, okay, like I want to become a life coach because 
this is what I needed for so many years. Like had I found a life coach like years prior, I wouldn't have been so lost and like on my own all this time, you know, like it kind of speeds up the process. Like, Hey, here's some tools you can look into that might help you. And also the reflection of like, when you're going through your spiritual awakening, you literally feel like you're crazy. I thought I was dying. I was like, I am dying. I am crazy. I've lost my marbles. Like I am off the deep end. And had I had a coach like I do now to reflect back and be like, this is happening because of X, Y, and Z. This is how I see things. It was just so, so empowering. So I'm like the biggest advocate of having a mentor, a spiritual mentor, a life coach, like something, a, a therapist, something yeah, yeah. to like <laughs> help you through it. Um, and awakening is like, it's so funny. We talk about our spirituality, like it's fragmented in different pieces of our lives. Like, oh, I, my spiritual journey started in, for me, it was 2016. So I used to talk about like my spiritual journey started in 2016. No, my entire <laughs> life has been a spiritual journey and I was only conscious and aware to it in 2016. Mm-hmm. But like, absolutely everything led me up to that point where I broke and I woke up and I was like, holy shit, the, the, like, this is, this is all so much bigger and there's so much more, right? Like it's, it's deep, it's deep. So I yeah. love that. I'm sorry, please continue. Yeah, no, it's okay. And I, I really do feel like it's more of a coming back home to ourselves. You know, it's like through the conditioning like who I'm, who I am now is almost like closer to who I was at two, at three, like before, you know, all the conditioning had begun. It's like a remembering. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. And I do this. Um, so I do human design readings as well. And I don't talk about it as much, but with human design, it's all about remembering and coming back to your patterns and how you do things before other people are like, society says that you need to do things this way or that way. And I think it's almost like the same for marketing. Like part of the reason you were probably great at marketing is you do things your way and you do things with an expression of Brittany and that essence, that true essence is what really comes through. And it's like, oh yeah, I love that. Give me some of that. And I think it's the same with the podcast. So people listen to the podcast because I just, I've told people like, I'm fucking weird. I like some woohoo <laughs> shit. Like, if this is your jam, come along, strap in, hold on to your butts, let's go. We're gonna talk about it all, and yeah. and that's what's great about the pod, like a podcast like yours, is like you can take what resonates with you and just leave what doesn't. And there's always yeah. gonna be something for everyone. Yeah, leave the rest. I also believe that this is such a beautiful moment, and I encourage absolutely everyone who wants to be a life coach or spiritual mentor or any form of like intimate leader to do it like follow your passion this is the time of awakening this is the time of us coming together and walking people home and I talk about this on the podcast all the time it's so important that you speak up and share your medicine because the way that Brittany's going to share her medicine is so different than the way that I share my medicine I'm a lot I'm like a lot right like I'm a lot in person. I'm a lot in the podcast. I'm just a lot in general. And so people don't receive my medicine 100% of the time. Like sometimes they need someone different to, to give that medicine. And if you're not speaking up and you're not sharing, it's almost like it's a responsibility at this point for you to be so authentically you that you have no choice but to just flourish and that people have no choice but to flourish in your presence because you are just so authentic and so raw it is inspiring to have other people 
watch you or listen or tap into your energy. And of course, everything is energy. So like you come on and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little nervous or feeling a little this way or that way. And then we start talking and even through technology, energy transfers. And this is part of why I love the podcast. It's like through technology, I'm like, oh, you guys get to like tap into this energy and like be weird with me for a little bit and like talk about some woohoo shit. And hopefully by the time you leave this podcast in the 30 minutes or whatever, however long it is, you will have your own energetic like bank accumulated to go and spread your own medicine. And so it's so powerful. It's so beautiful. I'm so proud of you for stepping into your power. Yeah, thank you. And I think that's a huge part of why I began to do this work because I was like the shift I had from like no purpose, like why am I here? Like depressed down to, oh my God, like I don't even fucking care about the money. I don't care about this. Like I know that this is such a deep purpose with it within me that if I'm not like yelling it from the rooftops, I'm just going to be depressed and miserable. And it's all I'm going to start. It's all I can think about until, you know, I start actually taking action. Yeah. Is that what you feel happened to you? Like you wanted to share your purpose and you weren't doing it. So it's like eating at you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it happens every time. Like if I have to go get a full-time job and all of a sudden I don't have the energy to put towards my business, like it just eats at me and I'm like down and unmotivated and I'm a manifesting generator. So like when I am lit up by something, I can go, go, go until it's finished. Oh girl, I am a sacral generator. So like my entire life is like, I have to, I have to break myself because I know that I will just keep going. Um, Yes. So tell me about your action plan, because I think that so many people who come into this world of spirituality and manifestation, they're like, I want to build this business. I want to create my empire or I want to live a certain lifestyle. And so much of manifestation, especially new age manifestation, is all about like sit on the couch and like manifest and feel good and like it'll just come to you. But we're missing a huge part of that, which is aligned action. Like you can only... Mm -hmm. You can only actually fully surrender as much as you've put in the action. Because I can surrender all day, but if I'm just thinking about it, it's like, well, nothing's getting done, right? Like nothing's actually taking action until I show the universe I'm willing to take that first step, whether that be start a podcast or start posting on Instagram or start showing up or opening my book. So whatever it is, how did you move from full surrender into aligned action and how has that affected your business and what do you continue to do? Cause I know that we evolve as we progress through our business. Yeah. Um, I think one is like when you get that feeling of like wanting to pursue a business um, or whatever it may be is like sitting down and meditating on it and like doing the surrender and getting really clear on like what you're envisioning And then when you finish that meditation, like get up and take one action step towards, you know, becoming that person. For me, it was connection, like constantly connecting with people, learning about what they're wanting, what they're struggling with, um, how can they best be supported and like where they're at. Because I think when we've gone through an awakening and then we go through all of these like trainings and teachings and we've worked with many coaches is almost like we get lost in where someone else is at, like five steps behind us. 
Mm-hmm. And so how can you really reach them in their language um, and, where, and meeting them where they're at Yeah. so that you can help them? Now, I know this is for if you're like wanting to dive into coaching, but taking aligned action, whether that be a podcast, whether that be committing to showing up on Instagram or doing Instagram lives um, or creating a Facebook group, just committing to at least one thing and posting in it. Maybe it's once a week, maybe it's twice a week, whatever works with your schedule, just like being super freaking consistent because you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn a lot about um, the people who want to be in your world and you're just going to get better. Like the only way to get better is to like do it. Yeah. I also, you you said something that was like so spot on. You said you have to, you said something about becoming or being, I don't remember the exact words, but you said becoming or being that person and embodiment is huge. Mm -hmm. I feel like we learned so much. I mean, at least for myself, right? Up until two years ago, I was reading so many books. And then two years ago, I started investing in coaching and mentors and shamans and like even more reading, even more courses. I'm at like $30,000 into how much I've invested in my own personal development. And none of it did anything for me until I turned around and stopped listening externally, stopped seeking validation of like, well, my shaman says I'm doing great, even though I felt like shit. And looked inside and I'm like, what do I actually need? What am I actually seeking to get out of this experience? And my business exploded. My podcast exploded after I sat down with, I need to do this my way and this feels aligned for me. This feels good. That that, that doesn't feel aligned. I'm not saying it's wrong. It just doesn't feel aligned mm-hmm. for me. And then like letting and allowing myself to just show up authentically. I talk about this so much, but just showing up fully and so raw that even if people are throwing shade or whatever, I'm like, this is who I am. Like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, then it doesn't resonate with you. Leave what doesn't work for you and like move on. But me showing up so fully as myself leaves no space for anything external or outside of me to like hinder my own personal growth or development or improvement. And that relates into my business. Like it relates into my life in general, but working on my business is working on myself. Like me making my business better is me making myself better. And I have learned so much, so much about the podcast, like so much or through the podcast. So I used to think that I was like a pro at podcasting like a few months ago. I was like, yeah, I've got this down. Dude, I don't know shit. And like, it's so humbling to sit there and be like, no, I actually don't know anything. And that is even more delicious and more fun because there's still so much for me to learn. Like there's still so much for me to do and grow. But unless you're consistently doing and taking action steps, even if they're messy, then you're really not getting anywhere. And that was a big one for me. I was like, I'm just going to like poof, think it into existence. And I was hoping that it would work that way. And it never did. It was until I let myself be messy and imperfect. And I was like, okay, this is like, we're strapping on and we're, we're doing the damn thing. Like that is so much more relatable is like just to be like, hey, I have a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, but like join me for the ride. And people, people love that. People relate to you. They're like, oh my gosh, okay. She's starting here. Like I could do it too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, what would you say to the person who feels unworthy of their desires? Who feels like, 
I want to live the life of a queen and I want to travel and have my own business and only work, you know, five, 10 hours a week. But deep down, they feel unworthy of living that life or that lifestyle or, you know, whatever it is. Like we're talking about having your own business, but there's plenty of people who don't have their own business and are aspiring to do something that doesn't involve that. So what would you say around worthiness? Yeah, I would say, first of all, like, tap in and like who told you that you weren't worthy of the business or of living a life on the road like who told you that you're not worthy of that so that you can really get clear on that and then start to go in and work with that and heal that and um you know and and start to claim that worthiness back because it probably wasn't it wasn't your own voice at one point yeah yeah I'm going to really, I'm going to pick your brain here. What does it mean to go in? So when you say like go in and work with that, what does that actually mean? Like give me tangible steps. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening and you're feeling unworthy of your desires or unworthy of living a life full of peace and happiness and the utmost bliss and joy, what are some tangible take-home steps to get into worthiness? If you can sit down, close your eyes, and I don't know if you're if you're good at meditating, this may work for you. If not, go and find like a ch- inner child healing meditation online. I'm sure you can find one. If not, maybe I should make one. Um, yeah, and then there you go. <laughs> and then um, just begin to imagine like the first time you felt a sense of unworthiness in your body, and like. Try to notice where the feeling is. And then if you can like give the feeling a color and that'll help just kind of like imagining the color leaving your body. And then imagining the word worthiness and what color you would give it and imagine it filling up that part of your body. And I'll give you an example because I just did this recently, um, like with, I was doing a meditation and it was like, who told you that you couldn't have both or who told you that you couldn't have the thing that you wanted? And what came up for me was as a child, I wanted to do soccer and gymnastics, but I had to choose. And so at like six years old, I was not allowed to do both. And it was, it was hard for me because my soccer teammates were also in my gymnast class. And so I felt like the only one who wasn't worthy of being able to do both sports. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously it was, it was probably a money thing. It was probably, and that was a thing that was said is like, my parents were like, that's too much for you to do. So like from a young age, they told me that I don't have the energy to do both, which I'm sure it was coming from a great place. Um, but as a manifesting generator, I like to do it all. <laughs> yeah, you, want to, you want to do everything. And how yes. powerful that like, I've, I've talked about this before, but if I have a lot of new listeners, so our subconscious is programmed between the ages of zero to seven, mostly, mostly those are what the ages that were like sponges and just soaking everything in. And it doesn't stop actually fully like, sub, like settling in until you're you know, a teenager, but for those first seven years, you take everything as literal law, like absolute 
finite law. Nothing is black or nothing is in the nothing is gray. Everything is black and white. And our subconscious programming rules like over 90 it's like 95 or something crazy percent of our life. And so if we're constantly trying to work on manifesting something or growing our business or showing up confidently, whatever it may be, but you have all of these childhood traumas that you don't address or I have a lot of people that I work with and they're like I don't have childhood trauma. I am fine. And I'm like, "Girl, first of all, we all have childhood shit. Let's be honest. Even if we had absolutely great parents, no one comes with a manual. Well, actually, human design is kind of like a manual, but, you know, most parents, like, aren't, you know, innately knowing exactly what their child needs at every single moment. So, at one point or another, whether it be something simple, like, you know, you can't do soccer and gymnastics, which I'm not saying, I'm not, like, making it like it's not a big deal. I'm just saying to them, to your parents, that's reasonable, right? Like, in their heads, that was reasonable. And as adults, we understand, as a little girl, the messaging that your subconscious received is, I don't have the energy to do both. My parents don't believe that I can have both. And also, I am not worthy of having both. I am not worthy of exerting the money for, do, for me to do both. Also, your subconscious received at an even deeper programming level, I am an outcast because all of my other friends are doing both and I cannot. I am not as lovable as my friends because they are allowed to do both and I cannot. Like there's there's so many layers and there's so mm-hmm. much. And so taking a deep dive and actually looking at like your childhood imprints, huge game changer. So I highly encourage, I think you should do a childhood meditation. Like I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. It's a need make your own. Um, Mm -hmm. But also just like deep diving and like really sitting with where is this? Who said this? Where is this coming from? Like for the longest time, I was like, nobody gives a shit what I say. Like nobody cares if I have a podcast because no one's going to listen. A, obviously that's a lie because now I have a, a pretty successful podcast. And B, I had to like deep, deep dive. And I remember this one time when I was like two or three. I mean, I was baby, baby. And actually, this was in a shamanic journey, so I don't even fully remember it, but my guides presented it for me. And they were showing me how I kept asking my mom questions and like trying to figure out stuff. And she had, you know, had a long day at work and was overwhelmed. And she was like a baby when she had me. So she was like 18 at the time with a a little girl trying to like, you know, decipher life. And essentially, she ended up being like, oh, my God, you're so annoying. Just shut up. Just shut up. You're so annoying you just talk so much and like that was ingrained in my brain so I was like oh I I can't I can't talk very much or like I'm annoying like nobody wants to know what I have to say so deep diving deep diving childhood so important I also want to so you gave a beautiful um like meditation or like self self self-guided meditation for the feeling of unworthiness can this be replaced with anything else? So like fear, anxiety. Um, yes. Anything with emotions. Yeah, yeah. Fear, yeah. anxiety, jealousy. Um, I actually just gave this to a friend yesterday who reached out to me and she was feeling a lot of guilt. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was a friend from work, um, like outside of this world. So I was like, it was pretty interesting that she reached out to me and was having questions around this. And So I gave her this meditation to do with guilt. And, you know, she said, she actually said that, well, my mother put a lot of guilt on me growing up. Like, um, she always made me feel guilt. And I was like, 
do you feel like this was your guilt to take on? Like, Mm. is this truly coming from you or were you just absorbing it from, from your mother? And we talked a little bit about the child going into your childhood. And um, yeah, so I gave her this exact, exact meditation to do with guilt and just um, choosing an emotion that feels better. Yeah. So whether it's jealousy, whether it's guilt, um, anything on that lower spectrum, picking an emotion that feels good to you, whether that's just peace or um, calm or love. Yeah. Yeah. And like on the spectrum of like vibrational feelings, um, fear or guilt and shame are at the very bottom. And then it's like fear and other things. And so in order to get to the top, you have to experience those middle feelings first. Very rarely can Mm -hmm. we just jump from like absolute terror and fear to like bliss and love. And I've been like allowing myself to sit somewhere in the middle. So like I I haven't experienced fear, like true, true fear in a while. Um, Anger. Okay, anger is a good one. So I have Mm -hmm. been experiencing like... I've been getting triggered in certain things where my anger is arising and my anger has been something that I've like subdued for so long. So first of all, having a sacred rage practice and just like allowing me to like punch the shit out of my pillows and scream and cry and do what I got to do for 10 minutes, that has been game changing. But when I can't do that, instead of being like, I can't feel anger, I'm like, okay, I am fucking pissed right now. I'm going to give myself Mm -hmm. a minute to be pissed. And then I'm going to move from being angry to just being a little frustrated. I'm like, ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just let myself be frustrated right now. And then from frustration to, like, annoyance, I'm like, okay. I'm just a little – I'm, like, annoyed. I'm like, meh, don't talk to me right now. Like, I'm just a little annoyed. And then from annoyance, I can easily jump to neutrality. Then mm-hmm. I can, like, self-regulate enough to be, like, neutral about a situation. So I'm not necessarily jumping from, like – fucking pissed to I love you so much and I accept you and I forgive you I'm like no I'm fucking pissed I'm gonna let myself be pissed and then I'm just gonna be frustrated and then I'm annoyed and now I'm neutral and now I don't give a shit whatever we've moved on but like mm-hmm. absolutely allowing ourselves a lot of what I a lot of what I do is like allowing myself to just be a child I'm like oh baby Andrea are you mad right now do you need a break <laughs> you want some chocolate <laughs> but yeah, so much it's just like, like- allowing that little child to be seen who you know maybe at times did not get that feeling or that acknowledgement yeah and so it's so powerful to be able to do this work on ourselves like now that we're adults and we can go back in and give give little Andrea you know that love or that being seen or listening yeah and also once you start doing it for you you will innately start doing it for other people because people recognize and they see the change. So they will come up to you and be like, Brittany, I, I've known you for X amount of time. This thing just happened and you are so cool, calm, and collected. Or you are like responding in a way that is earth shattering for me because I expected you to do X, Y, and Z. And instead, you are coming at me with understanding, compassion, love, and forgiveness. How do I do that? And it's not always Mm -hmm. as like verbal as I just said Mm -hmm. it, but on an energetic level, like you said, your work friend is coming to you to ask you for these things, right? So your actions are actually speaking louder than your words and even louder than your actions, even louder than your words, your energy, mama, your energy Mm -hmm. is like drawing in and pulling in this like, yes, I vibe at a high frequency. Yes, I know how to self-regulate and yes, I can help you do the same. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I think the biggest like noticeable difference for me is like when I noticed it with my partner and our arguments and how I've like shifted my energy and like within 10 minutes he's coming in like apologizing and I'm like, wow, it seriously works. Oh my gosh, it works. One time, my husband and I, Michael, he is like super spiritual, but doesn't admit that he's super spiritual. And I don't remember what it was. I don't, it was something big though. And it came through for him. So he manifested this all on his own. And out of nowhere, he looks at me, he goes, man, this manifestation shit works. (laughs) It was like a huge moment. And I'm like, yes, it's happening. Because my manifestation was for him to like, see how powerful he was and like step into his own power. And one of the things I'm constantly showing and telling people is we cannot change other people. It is in their soul contracts. It is in their soul timelines that they are who they need to be and they will go at their own pace. Your one and only job is to change and help yourself. And through changing and helping yourself, you cannot help but create a ripple effect for the people around you starting with your partners I think that's like the biggest place that we see the change if they're open to it if they're not open mm-hmm. to it then like let yourself take the small wins maybe you're acting different with your children with your friends like having a coworker come and ask you for advice that shit is huge like I know that I would not ask most I would not ask actually any of my coworkers for advice and so if someone is coming to you and asking you for advice that's huge. That's already big. Like you're you're already that friend who's embodying what other people see and want. And like mm-hmm. that is our mission, right? Like that's our goal is to help other people walk home, to help them find themselves back in sovereignty, back in love, back in wholeness. No, it's totally true because I mean, like taking our power back, especially in like just such this like masculine society and as women working, you know, a nine to five all the time. I feel like most women, it is just, it doesn't go with like our natural rhythms and cycles, you know, like we're burnt out. And so the way we can take our power back is like through our finances. And, and that's, that's also another reason I'm passionate about it is like, how can we put more money in women's hands Yeah, and how can we empower them to, use their gifts and their talents to bring income in. This is such a beautiful rise of the healthy feminine. And I say healthy because I feel like we've had a lot of feminist movements in the past that are very derogatory towards males. Mm -hmm. True feminism isn't about a female is better than a male. True feminism is I'm a whole ass fucking goddess and I deserve to be treated equally as my male counterparts. And also... On the energetic and spiritual level, true feminism is accepting the feminine energy that lives and dwells within every single living being. In shamanism, I believe that everything has a soul and a spirit down to, you know, my microphone and the RV. Like, I name absolutely everything because for me, everything is energy and everything has animism. So, I think about how can I respond to this feminine energy with so much love and so much compassion. And that doesn't mean like I don't get pissed or I get I don't get upset or frustrated or whatever, right? Like obviously we are all well aware that Andrea has these feelings. It's about how I can respond and how I can encourage other people to respond in a loving way. So you're saying putting money into more females' pockets, like putting more money into 
the aligned, empowered, embodied woman, every woman, regardless of your empowerment or alignment, like you deserve to have as much money or as little money as you want. But there's something so fucking beautiful about an empowered and aligned woman who makes money doing whatever the fuck she wants to do, however she wants to do it, and spreading that empowerment and that love. Because you, Brittany, showing up and making money as a successful business coach, as a successful life coach, as an empowerment and love coach, you making money, that money is now encoded in these beautiful lights of like, you received these finances with so much love and you received these finances already surging to you with a certain frequency and a certain power. And it's different, right? It's different than mm-hmm. the money that you're it receiving. It is such a yeah. different energy, like receiving from like your gifts or your or um, something that you've created compared to getting that check every week yeah. or every two weeks. And it's like, I don't know about you, it lasts longer too. Like I bless... I bless everything. It's one of my shamanic tools, but I bless when I get money. I bless the person who sent the money. I bless every person who's touched it in between. So if I'm receiving money for a service, I know that dollar bill has been through hundreds of thousands of hands. So I'm blessing every single person. I'm blessing the actual currency so that I can spend it with love, with integrity, with compassion, with, you know, the intention that it will continue to multiply, not just for me, but for every single person who comes in even remote contact with this dollar bill. And I think that the more conscious women that step up and play this game, because this, this is a game, right? Like we are, we are here on this earth to learn how to manipulate energy. And so when we show up and step up and become the version of ourselves that we want to see in the world, this is like we're winning the game. Like true feminism is now. True feminism is we accept all of this feminine power and we love it and we encourage it. And also we are aware that we have to also embrace our masculine side. Like our masculine side says you can only surrender in your feminine as much as your masculine has set up a safe space. That could be a masculine partner, but most of the time it's not. Like I have a lot of masculine energy in my sacral generator. I'm like, gotta do, gotta do, gotta do. And so my feminine essence can't actually fully surrender to just sit on the couch and like receive my manifestation until my masculine has set up the foundation for what it is I'm hoping to receive. Yeah. And it goes back to that. Like, we're not saying just surrender and sit on the couch all day and like meditate. Like you definitely need a balance of feminine and masculine and a fun way to kind of see where you're at with like receiving. Notice how your body responds when people give you compliments. That's like an easy way. How do you respond? Do you receive it? Like, like I noticed this for me too. Like I want to be like, Oh no, or almost like say something bad about myself instead of being like, thank you so much. And I've totally shifted this and it shifts my energy. Like, why not accept that? Why not accept a compliment? You know, and someone's going out of their way, it's probably a little uncomfortable even for them to say it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like I'm I'm working on this too. Like when I notice something that I like on someone, immediately like calling it out, or if I notice their energy, like letting them know about it. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So the other day, my husband and and I are driving down 89A, which is the main road here in Sedona. And it's not like a large intersection, but you know, people go by pretty fast. And there was this gorgeous, beautiful woman who was walking with her boyfriend and she was trying to get her boyfriend to like take pictures of her. 
just energetically what I was picking up was like she wanted a picture and he kind of was like ah okay fine and so (laughs) I'm like driving by and I see that she's wearing this gorgeous like emerald dress and I like roll down the window and my husband is like oh man like he already knows he already (laughs) knows who he married so I'm like rolling down the window and like unbuckling because I'm like I need to tell her that she looks gorgeous like I need to let her know she looks fucking beautiful and of course because I am who I am I roll down the window, I like stick my head out, and I was like, you look fucking gorgeous today. I love your dress. Meanwhile, my husband's like trying to speed up the car to like get, you know, get away from them as quick as possible. But I'm like, it's so funny when we're little girls and we receive compliments, what do we do? We're like, yes, I am beautiful. And like you do a little twirl and you like (laughs) stick up and you oh yeah. When we're adults, where did we where did we fucking lose that? Where did we go from, I love being in front of the camera, I love having my mom take pictures of me, to I don't want people to see my face. I don't want to show up. Yeah. I don't, I'm, like, scared. I'm, like, I'm I'm feeling all of these emotions around being seen in a positive light. Like, it's, it's hard. But, yes, it's all about, like, it's all one and the same. It's all energy. And how we do one thing is how we do everything. So how you receive mm-hmm. a compliment is how you receive your manifestations. So if you're not letting yourself receive a compliment from a soul sister or a beautiful bo- a beautiful brother or like, you know, whatever it is, if someone's saying like, hey, you look gorgeous today and you're having a hard time receiving that, how are you supposed to receive that million dollar manifestation that the universe has been trying to send your way? How are you supposed to receive a successful business where you will be getting both compliments and not compliments, right? Like constructive mm-hmm. criticism. How are you supposed to receive when you are so clenched up and like wrapped up around yourself that you're not allowing yourself to expand and have open arms to embody and like yes I am open for this yes I receive this so Brittany I think you're beautiful I love your energy I'm so thankful you're on the podcast today oh my gosh I'm so grateful to be here and yeah I'm just like so interested to learn more about the shamanism aspect of everything that you were saying and like even how you're saying you give everything a name like every Mm -hmm. item and I mean, that makes so much sense because like when you're learning about manifestation, it's like everything is energy. Absolutely. You know? And so that makes a lot of sense, but I can't wait to hear more about the shamanism yeah. aspects. Do you have any specific questions? I've been meaning to release an episode around shamanism and I haven't because I feel like there's just so much every time I start to record, I ramble. Okay. Like for me, when I think of shamanism, I almost thought like it had to be like you had to be born into it. Okay. Um, like, so that's, that's... A, yeah, that's totally valid. So shamanism is actually like the ancestor of all of modern day religions. Shamanism is so much more about living in flow with nature, with one another, with the universe, understanding that we come from a bigger creator, the universe, the divine. You don't have to call it God. Actually, most shamans don't call it God. They call it the creator. But it's so much more about a lifestyle and not necessarily one specific practice. And so for me, being a metaphysical medicine woman is what I call myself because I'm not a shaman. If you're a shaman, then it is something you're born into. So you are a shaman when you are elected by the tribes and you're elected Mm -hmm. at a very young age. Like the tribe leader will look at you and say, you, you've got what it takes. You You are going to be the shaman. And so you're trained into becoming a shaman. Also, a true shaman will never call themselves a shaman. However, shamanism 
is the practice of living in unity in flow and like accepting that everything is energy so it sounds like a religion but it's really not it's more about understanding that everything within us is also outside of us and everything outside of us is only a reflection of what's within us and one of the biggest tools that I use in my shamanic practice is gratitude and blessing so I'm grateful for everything and I bless everything um and everything, everything is energy. Absolutely everything, whether even it be material stuff, it's made up of atoms. It's vibrating at a certain frequency in order to appear as a solid. The other belief in shamanism is that most of our life is actually lived in that space where we can't see. So we see this three-dimensional world of material things Most of my work and most of the work that I do with my clients and my patients is actually in the energetic realm. So we are energetic and spiritual beings first. Actually, we're spiritual beings first. And then we present as an energetic being, and that could be our aura. And then we are a physical being. And so everything happens up here in this like big shamanic space first or the quantum realm or whatever you want to explain it as and then it trickles down into your physical body so if you're having a physical ailment it started off as a as a Mm. spiritual thing um actually this is super super simple and like a great example our truck broke down my truck is called sparky by the way (laughs) and i name everything because it helps me relate to it as more of a of a relationship. Everything we have is a relationship. So my relationship to this cup is a specific relationship to this cup. Um, I call my mic, Mike, of course, because I'm, I'm very creative with my names. <laughs> and so <laughs> My mic is, is, is spiritual and it's sacred. And I am so thankful because through it, I deliver messages. So my relationship to our truck, Sparky, Sparky is a beautiful $50,000 truck that my husband and I bought when we decided to travel the road. And I have always blessed and anointed all of my vehicles, all everything I own. Um, and anointment is when you consecrate something to the divine, to, to God, to the higher beings, to the angelic beings, higher frequencies, whatever you want to anoint it to. So Sparky was doing fine until my husband and I started talking shit. And I know for a fact that the reason it broke down after it was completely fine and nothing was wrong with it was because we started to complain. And it wasn't like a big complaining. It was something super simple, but it became where I wasn't appreciating it and like creating that loving relationship with it because I've never had it break down. It's, it's done great. We've had it for over a year now. So things like that, where everything is energy and spirit first, and then we get to experience it and see it as a three-dimensional manifestation. But the reality is most of what's going on is outside of our five senses. Like we cannot Mm. see the spiritual beings with these God-given eyes. We have to see them with, I mean, I guess it's still a God-given eye, but like your third eye, right? Like you have to see the world past the illusion of what we're made to believe is, is only real. One thing that I think is really cool about shamanism is every single indigenous tribe has some form of shaman and so for eons and eons and eons i'm telling you shamanism is has been here far before any religion they have come together and made communication without or had communication without being in the same place so the shamans from peru 
are talking from the shamans from in Mexico and they're talking to each other in the shamanic space and they're coming up with downloads and they're receiving information about how to work with the land, how to work with medicine. And it's similar and they're receiving the same downloads even though they're not they're not seeing each other. They're not connected. Um I guess technically they're not called shamans, but you know, in Hindu culture, a lot in Hindu religion and culture, a lot of their stuff and their medicinal practices are found in South, some of the South American practices. And it's like, how could they have been talking? You know, like they were, they didn't even have ships back then. They were so, so far away. And yet energetically, you're able to travel outside of this three-dimensional space with, through your mind's eye, through your energetic body, which can move. Um, that's what astral projection is, is, tra- you know, moving your energetic body. And you can come and like encounter different people. So in shamanic journeys, I can step into someone's field and help heal them. So I help their spirit guides and my spirit guides. I can guide them through a trance, which is what I like to do. Some shamans um, and shamanic practitioners will step aside and do the shamanic journey on their own. I like to walk people through it because I think that we are in the space and in the era of empowerment. We are at a time where I'm not your shaman. I will be a medicine woman for you. I will be your biggest supporter. I will help guide you and hold your hand and light the way. You are your own shaman. You are your own guru. And I am going to give you absolutely all of the tools that you need so that you can heal yourself. And you very much can heal yourself through shamanic journeys and shamanic practices because all of it is coming back to the land. All of it is returning to the way that our ancestors lived their life. And that doesn't mean like, I'm not going to use social media or electricity Mm -hmm. or shower. It's about who are you? Who are you at your core? Are you a being that's worried with materialistic things? Or are you a being that has materialistic things, but your true desire is to live in peace and harmony with the universe, with yourself and with one another? So like all of this discord and like putting and pitting each other against us, that is so against shamanism. And like, I feel like there's good and bad in everything. So obviously there are shamans and shamanic practitioners and medicinal people who take this information and use it for bad. I'm like here to change that narrative and make it accessible to everyday people because everyday people have the capacity to to do shamanic journeys and live a shamanic lifestyle and have those immediate results in their life where they're like whoa my body feels different I move different my energy is different like animals are talking to me which sounds fucking crazy until it's your lifestyle until you are like receiving downloads from your dogs literally all the time my husky Luna will like download things for me and she'll like tell me when she's feeling things when she's like seeing things like she'll she'll talk to me my doberman not so much he's he's, he's, he's like hi mom i'm just I want food. What, is, uh, what is it like when you get the download like how do you know it's your dog or at yeah. first how did you know how did you decipher so like i said everything is energy and so you can feel and tap in and everyone i'm sure everyone has a pet so if you're listening Feel into your dog or your pet's energy and just like sit there with them for a second 
and notice the way that their energy moves through you or you move through them. So you can talk to them. I started off with having them lay down next to me and I would just gently calm them down and pet until they were like calm and soothing. And then I would send through my mind's eye, I would send a message to Luna and it, it doesn't, I don't do, I can't communicate with Stark. I don't know if it's just me. He's my Doberman, but Luna, my Husky is wicked smart and she's like on it. And so when I would receive messages back, it would be that same, almost like a deep knowing. I don't, I'm not, um, I forgot what it's called, where you can hear. I'm not that type of, I don't know, like clairvoyant or something. clairvoyant? Yeah, I think I, I think, think clairvoyant might, might be like seeing. I should know this seeing? better. One of my best friends <laughs> is like medium and I talk to her every day and she's, she talks about this all the time and I still don't get it. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think I'm a clairsentient. So where I just like feel, like I just like know. And when she talks to me, the the feeling is very much her energy. So another example I give is if you're in a room by yourself and you let's say you've got headphones on and you're like working, you can feel when someone walks in the room, even if they don't say anything to you, your energy is like, oh, your spider senses are tingling. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the difference between your partner's energy and someone who's not your partner or your or your parents' energy or your brother's energy, right? Like you don't have to see who it is to be able to like notice the energy difference. They're subtle, mm-hmm. but the more you tap in, the easier it gets. And like animal medicine is so potent. Like we think that we're top tier. Yo, animals are tapped in as fuck. Like they're so connected to Pachamama. They get the most beautiful, clear, concise messages and then they come and deliver them to us. And, and like the reason that we can hear and understand and see and even exist and coexist in this shamanic realm is because we all stem from the same source, the same creator, the same divine. And so this big, magnificent energy has been fragmented so many times so that it can experience itself. So we are the same source, God, the divine, the universe, we're the same but you're a different expression of that. You're just a different side to that diamond than like my side of the diamond. And I get to see one thing and reflect back a different thing through my version. And the same goes for you. But we can come together and journey and receive messages and downloads and connect in this shamanic realm. Because at the end of the day, in the cosmic web, we're all one. We're all connected. When you are going through something, I can pick it up and I can sense it and I can feel it and we call each other our empaths, we're all empaths. We are all meant to be able to pick up and sense and decipher and like feel through absolutely everything that our our brothers and sisters are going through. So it's not about learning how to quote unquote shamanic journey. It's really just understanding the cosmic web and how to move throughout it. Hmm. That was a lot. Thank you for coming to my talk. That was beautiful. (laughs) So beautifully said and it's, I mean, because it's perfect timing because for me, I've actually been trying to communicate with my dog through like my third eye. I don't yeah. know that I'm having any luck, but. Uh, it just takes time. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> with shamanic journeys or anything spiritual, society has made it so that we are meant to feel crazy, right? So like a download comes through and you're like, I'm just making shit up. No, no, you're not making shit up. Like you have this connection. You are tapped in the way that you're tapped in for a reason. This is also where human design comes in handy because some people have like an open Ajna or like an open emotional center. So like 
one of my favorite questions to ask myself as someone who has a complete emotional center open, is this my emotion to process or is this someone else's? Because if it's someone else's, I got to let that shit go, right? Like, love you, sending you love, not my jam. I cannot sit here and like purge this emotion for you. So when we have these downloads, some people are like, that's, that's not me. Or like, I'm just making this up. Or like, we're meant to doubt our intuition. The reality is, we're so psychic. Every single person is a shaman. Every single person is a medicine woman. Every single person is psychic. Every single person is a medium. We're all mm-hmm. able to transmute these messages. It's about who's been doing it the longest, honestly, and who's tapped in, who's paying attention. Are you listening? Yeah. I talked to my clients. Yeah. I went over to um, my coach and my very close friend Shelby's house, and I was like sitting there having a full-on conversation with her plant who um, – I, I was like showing her how to ask them, like, what is your name? Like, what do you want to be called? Because plants, I name all my plants, of course. Um, but like, she got like a super clear download that this one plant's name was Harley. And she was like, oh, okay. Or Harold or something like that. She's like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Like, I don't even like that name, but it came through. And like, the second we said Harold, as I started like cleaning his leaves and stuff, he was like, it like radiating. It was so beautiful. So it's all about paying attention, really. And it's all about practice. The more you do it, the more your dog's going to be like, oh, oh, you're listening. Okay. (laughs) So my dog will wake me up in the middle of the night sometimes to like tell me that he wants to be tucked in. Or like Luna will occasionally let me know that she's like tired of laying in one spot and she wants to go outside and she wants to go play around. Like she'll, they'll talk to you. And the other thing is we have to remember that we're not God. We are co-creators and we are gods and goddesses, but we are not like the divine creator um, quite yet. We will return there. We will all come back home at, at one point or another. But like shit doesn't always work on my timeline and it doesn't have to, right? So like I I can sit here and try and like bend the bend the course of the universe and like change the, the way that like the sun's shining and my dog talks to me they still have free will. And so that's one of the biggest things in shamanism is I cannot journey for someone who doesn't want to be journeyed on. I will not step foot into your energetic or shamanic field unless you otherwise explicitly tell me that it is okay and you are asking for my help. And the same thing goes for our spirit guides, our angels, our guiding um, and helping spirits. They are anxiously awaiting for us to say, yes, I want you to help me help me, please. Give me the resources. Give me the opportunities. Give me the places. Give it to me. But we don't ask and their free will and our free will states, they cannot Mm. infringe on what we want. And so unless we explicitly ask for help, they can't step in and rescue the day. And let me tell you, the second you ask for help, you're going to be like, holy shit, where did that even come from? Like miracles are just like bombarding me because they're, Mm. they're waiting anxiously. But I can't infringe on other people's free will. I can't even infringe on my dog's free will. So if like Luna doesn't want to talk to me, she's not going to talk to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's hilarious. But like, it's seriously so important for us to understand that no one can come in and save the day. And I think wrapping this all back to like, you know, coaching and spirituality and waking up, no one's going to come and save the day. No one's going to come in, swoop in, do the work for you and rescue you because A, free will And B, this is the lesson that you're here to learn. Your lesson might have to include 
whatever trauma it is that you're going through because that's what your soul needs to master. And until you master that, guess what? That lesson's going to keep repeating, whether it be this lifetime or the next lifetime or the lifetime after. And the more resistance you are feeling, the more this one thing that you're feeling resistance to is in alignment to your higher purpose. You guys have no idea how much resistance I have to this podcast, even though it excites me like no other. I love the podcast. You guys obviously love the podcast. And yet I have so much resistance to it because I know that this is what's going to lead me to the highest evolution. Mm -hmm. And that's where the magic is. That was like, that was like all of my all the roundabouts, all the <laughs> Your voice, it's just time to be heard. And there's oh no gosh. stopping it. I, I can't even begin to like tell people like it's our time to, to be heard. It's our time to speak up. Like Jesus was the most powerful shaman to ever walk this earth. And he was crucified for trying to spread this message. And he literally was, you know, laughed at and criticized and believed to be crazy. And yet here we are 2000 years later. And it's like, this is our time. Like, this is our time. What are we waiting for? The next Mohammed, the next Buddha, the next Jesus? Like, they all came and they were all ridiculed. And yet, in this incarnation, at this time, as the world is going through a massive awakening, it's no fucking joke that you're here right now. There's no coincidence in us having this conversation and you listening on the other side. Like, you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. And, and it's our time. It's now. It's really now or never. Really. We, we all have a microphone in our hand. We all have yeah. a camera in our hand. We have access to the whole world. Yeah, our time is really now. Yeah. And the more of us that like wake up, like it's not competition, you know, like mm-hmm. my type of, I don't do coaching. I do like spiritual mentorship and, and shamanic journeys, but, but my type of guidance is not your type of guidance. And like mm-hmm. the sun shines for everyone, right? The sun comes out and trees aren't like, oh, I'm going to get more sun than you today. So like, if I don't hog up this side, then there's not enough sun. No, like, fuck no, no. no. The sun shines for everyone. And literally there's so much abundance out there that just needs to be honestly believed that we are worthy to have like you are worthy to be just as wealthy if, as Jeff Bezos is if that's what you want if that's what your true desires are so powerful so good well babe we are at an hour and I want to be super conscientious of your time is there anything before I ask you for your social media and your plugs Are there anything, any last messages, any last downloads, anything that you're really feeling called to share with us? Yeah, just like if this podcast like lit you up or inspired you to do like maybe you had an idea that came to mind or maybe you want to start a podcast or maybe you want to start the Instagram that you've been dying to start, like seriously get off this podcast and go take action. Now is the time. Oh, so good. Just do one, one thing, one aligned action and watch the magic flow. Ah, Brittany, it was so amazing to have you here. I love you so much. Where can people get more of you? Where can they work with you? Where can they find you? Thank you so much, Andrea. Um, You can find me on Instagram, Brittany.j.childress. And you can send me a DM if you're interested in working with me. I'm coming up with a course and all the details will be on Instagram soon. So 
just stay plugged in there. Yay. And I will put all of your stuff in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, everyone. I love you so, so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Law of Love. As always, leave a review because I love it when you guys talk dirty to me in the best way possible. And also, make sure that you tag me and Brittany in your screenshots of you listening to this episode. We love to see who's tuning in. All right. I will see you guys next week.